What's up, people? Welcome to Swell Radio. This is Wallace Chain. I'm joined with Sunny Wing. This is episode four. Thank you for all the cheering, all the support, and all the comments and all the feedback you've given us. You are encouraging, inspiring us to bring the thunder every day. Today, we're going to talk about the importance of self-improvement. Uh, what does it mean to Sunny? What does it mean to me? Where has it brought us? And you know, why you're listening to it. Because if you're listening to this channel, you are obviously trying to level up. So Sunny, I'm gonna turn the mic over to you, let you lead the conversation. What does self-improvement mean to you? Yeah, this one is a big one for me. Um, and, you know, as you know that, you know, I, I, I picked this topic today and uh, I have a very uh, good reason for it. And uh, I am, uh, you can call a uh, self-improvement junkie. <laughs> um, so I'm all about self-improvement. So, uh, and uh, we talked about, you know, we set the goal for this year uh, when we went to your retreat um, at the end of the last year. And uh, you had everybody talk about, you know, uh, just basically uh, what's the word for 2021. And my word was growth, right? So and I am very serious about this. Um, and I have been very serious about it, you know, for a long time. However, I have to tell you that um, not until about a, a year or so ago, I really realized the importance of self-improvement. Prior to that, um, I always valued growth and self-improvement, but I just didn't understand what that really meant for me and why. So in the beginning, um, you know, when I started my business, you know, 20 years ago uh, in this practice, you know, starting their own business, you're, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's all, it always needs you to motivate yourself. No one else can motivate you because motivation comes with, you know, from within, right? Uh, I, I did figure that out, you know, in the early stage of my uh, practice. And, um, but, you know, at the time, you know, uh, my main goal was to be successful in my business, whatever I was doing. Um, and uh, again, you know, I mentioned last, in last episode that, you know, uh, I just want to be recognized. I just want to make money. Uh, that was the main drive for my uh, self-improvement. And uh, until, uh in recent years, I finally realized what that really means to me. Okay. I don't know what it means to you. We'll find out, you know, I don't know what it means to anyone else, but for me specifically, I think uh, I have figured out finally uh, why I need to improve myself. So uh, without getting into too much detail yet, uh, because, you know, um, I need to hand the mic back to you. Uh, but um I, I do want to mention um, the main reason I believe in self-improvement is that I, 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 I see that what improving oneself is so important to the world, not just myself, because how I am is going to impact or influence the people that are around me. Uh, it's going to influence what I'm going to say uh, in my words, my actions, and even my thoughts, you know, my future thoughts. It's going to influence all of that. To my today's 
self is going to influence the future self and also everything and everyone around me. You know, it triggers down. Uh, it's a ripple that I'm sending out, right? So, um, because it's very hard for me to imagine, for example, I am talking right now, I don't know who's hearing me and uh, who's watching me. Um, let's just say one person only, okay, that's watches our show, listens to our show. And that one person, I have no idea who, who that is. But what I do know is whatever I say, I do, my actions, words, going to somewhat impact that person uh, now or in the future. Whatever I put in his or her mind today is never going to be erased. Even though that person will not remember the specific topic we talked about or something I said today. But subconsciously, that piece of memory will never be erased from his memory, whether he consciously remembers or not in the future. So, um, so I believe that you know, uh, somewhat his thoughts, actions, and words may be impacted by you know my actions and words. So, uh, whatever that person will do, that will be up to that person. Uh, and uh, I do uh, understand that you know, uh, if I'm sending out a positive ripple and positively in, impact that person's life. And I believe that person will also positively impact someone else's life. So it kind of, you know, that ripple just continues to go on. And uh, to, to, to the point that I have no clue where it's going and, and when, you know, uh, how it's going to impact people and the world. So that's, that's, that's what I will, will talk, you know, that's why I believe, you know, uh, self-improvement is so important, so. Um, I, I will talk more. You know. Break down what you're talking about is you are really talking about leading example, setting example, achieving, growing yourself. And that naturally inspires those of you, those around you. And if they grow themselves, they inspire their own communities. Absolutely. So it's just like um, what we do here at Metis, right? We have the ability to live better. And live better is our mantra. It's it's the the two words that our whole team lives by, and that primarily means you know us as a client as, as a product and a service. We help our clients live better, and through that we're able to live better ourselves and shed a positive impact on the community that we are a part of. Exactly, because everything and everyone in this world, in this universe, it's connected. Okay, I can elaborate later, but you know. Uh, you know, just think about what you just said, right? Your message at Metis is live better, okay? Now, every time you work with someone, every time someone sees your brand, your company's name, that tagline, okay, that creates a moment in their life. That's part of their life, big or small, okay? And you will have no idea how that is going to impact that person, you know, in his or her life. But the truth, the fact is, you just did, right? Your message did. And how did you come up with your message? It's because you, who started the company, and your value, your belief, right? Your personal experiences and your philosophy, everything is how, you know, you, you know, throughout the years, how you worked on yourself. And now that message is impacting other people's life, your agents, right? 
because you your your agents have to believe the same message that you believe in order to work together as a team effectively. So just that one message, how many live, and, and then when your agents work with their clients, right? And that's their belief. And they're gonna send that message to their clients. Say, this is what we believe at Metis, that we believe that people should live better. And this is how I'm going to help you to live a better life. You see, I'm just using that as a demonstration, right? And same as my practice, I work with hundreds of clients. And, you know, I've talked to thousands and thousands of people in my, my practice. What I believe also affects me, how I work with clients, right? My belief, my value really impacts my client's life too, because that, that is how I'm going to work with clients. That is how I'm going to plan for their future. So yeah. So where are you going with this? Yeah, well, you know, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, you know, I, if I may, you know, I'm gonna also uh, actually use another example, which you know, it's a pretty big deal for 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 our country. You know, maybe even worth so the world. Before you go there, I'll just tell you, you know, yeah. what what self improvement means to me. And, and, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and why that's important, and and really, you know, we're here to. I'm not exactly religious, I'm more spiritual, but if you want a deep dive in faith, I am Christian. Uh, but, uh, and there's a, there's a book that came out a while ago, it's called The Purpose Driven Life. And that is one thing that I hold close to my heart and it is a belief and it's the thing that inspires and pushes everything around me. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I'm not getting into politics. I really don't give a shit. It's not what I care about. Um, I'm here to ensure that you know, I provide the best for myself, my friends, my family, and everything outside of that. It's a steep cliff. Um, I think you're, I think you see the world in, in a bigger, uh, like you really want to have an impact on other people. I really don't care. I have an impact on those closest around me and I expect them to make an impact on their communities. I don't really care to go that much farther out, but what I see is a lot of people, like you mentioned, younger Sonny wanted wealth, wanted fame, wanted recognition, wanted all that. A lot of people want that, but they're not willing to work for it. And they think happiness is one day they're going to win the lottery or one day they're just going to get famous. And if they get famous, they're going to become wealthy and then they're going to be happy. And it just doesn't work that way. At least not what I've seen and not what I experienced. I've seen people come in immediate wealth. I've seen people get immediate famous and then they struggle with it but people want purpose you know my team doesn't come to me thinking I'm going to make them wealthy or I'm going to make them important they come to me because I push them and I show them the way and I hold their hand and I'm a sounding board and I give them purpose for them to go out and achieve what they want to do but having purpose is important because a lot of us just say you know hey I'm just an engineer working for this big company, or I'm just a cog in the machine. And I think for a lot of people, they want more. They want, they want to inspire others. They want to lead. They want to build communities. But all those are very hard things to do. And if you're not going to improve on yourself, if you're just going to be average and be a cog, there's no reason that people are going to listen to you. There's no reason why you should lead others 
that you deserve the fame, that you deserve the wealth, that you deserve this world that you dream of if you're not putting in the work. So that's primarily what I do. I built a team. I lead a group. I inspire others. And that gives me purpose. And that is what I do every day. And I have been doing this every day since we launched Metis. Um, but self-growth and self-improvement, it all starts with oneself. And this is why this topic is, is important. If you don't grow yourself, if you don't put in the work, then don't expect others to put in the work for you. And don't expect others to inspire you or push you or cheer for you. Like you mentioned, when you start a business and you want that CEO title and tell people that you're a business owner, that you're successful, wealthy, a leader, make an impact, who gives a shit? Because I don't and no one else does either. That is a secret. Congratulations, Sonny. You launched your own company. Good luck. I have my own problems to take care of. You may make it, you may not. But when you're actually successful and people start talking about you, that is when you start making that difference. Absolutely, I agree, yeah. Um, another thing is, um, you know, uh, I used to, just like a lot of people, you know, I, I used to not realize that uh, I need to improve myself. Um, and I, I used to focus on the problems on other people, okay? My problems, I blame other people, right? Um, you know, not taking responsibilities, right? So we as humans have a tendency to do that. We're always pointing our fingers out, uh, never point to ourselves. And uh, when, you know, shit goes down, you know, things go wrong, you know, we're always trying to find excuses that, hey, you know, they did this to me, that, that person did it. So uh, we never take full responsibilities. So when did uh, you learn, when was the epiphany moment that said, because... I know you, you don't read that many books. I read a ton of books, right? So there's two books that come to mind. One is Jocko Willink's Extreme Ownership, meaning everything that happens in the world is your responsibility. Own it. Yeah. And the other one is Timothy Grovers, who's Michael Jordan's personal coach. He also trained Kobe Bryant and a lot of other uh, NBA athletes. He has a book called Relentless, and he defines people into three things. You have your cleaners, you have your coolers, and then you have your closers um, and they all mean different things, but cleaners are the ones who embrace extreme ownership. They're the ones who say, it's not everyone else in my way. It is only myself in my way. And I'm gonna not let anyone get, stand between me and where I need to go. So where did that epiphany moment come? And when did you decide it's not the world you know, rallying against me, um, I'm in control of my destiny. Yeah, uh, good questions, Joe. Um, I actually realized this uh, um, years ago um, that I need to be true to myself um, because I was making a lot of mistakes in life, you know, uh, either personal life and business. Um, and I realized that, you know, I need to, you know, it wasn't easy because I had to tell myself that, hey, you effed up, okay? And, you know, my mind, my ego is telling me, no, 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 this is not, you know, you, 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 you're not part of this, you know, it's that person's fault. If that person did this and that, you know, you wouldn't have been in this situation. And, uh, and eventually I realized that, you know, uh, I need to be truthful to myself. I need to be honest to myself. 
so I started being honest to myself. Um, and uh, this is uh, probably over 10 years ago. Um, but like, I, I can tell you this, you know, it, it wasn't good enough at the time, even though I knew that I had to be honest to myself, it wasn't good enough yet because I was still unconsciously doing that, you know, without myself being aware of it until guess what? In my personal relationship, my, my partner. And, uh, you know, that was in recent years, you know, I started seeing that. Oh my God, you know, we're getting into these fights, these arguments, uh, you know, we're just blaming each other. And um, uh, I realized that in a relationship, uh, in any relationship, not just romantic relationship, you know, uh, your partners, your, you know, uh, the other person in this relationship is always your mirror. They're reflecting you, your true self, you know, just like physically how a mirror works, you know, uh, we can't really see ourselves. These eyes, we only look out, right? We don't look in. So we only look this direction. So, um, and uh, what we look like uh, in the morning or throughout the day, we really don't know unless we stand in front of a mirror. Right? So, so that's, that's why I value relationships so much is that, you know, um, these relationships I have, you know, they're really uh, made for me to develop myself, you know, uh, to look at myself in a way that I, I wouldn't be able to by myself. So in these relationships, you know, personal relationship, I discovered that, you know, I still tend, you know, I, I was still doing that, you know, uh, blaming uh, my partner for, for some of the things that, you know, we have some of the problems we had. Um, so, but again, that comes back to why I value self-improvement because of self-improvement that got me to this point that, oh, I see that now, I'm still doing it. I need to make change, I need to change that, right? Um, so, so let me deep dive into your philosophy there, right? So I think you brought up two really, uh, two really important points. Uh, there's no self-growth without the realization of two primary things. The first one you mentioned mirror and you're talking about metaphorically, but I'm talking literally. So when we look at the mirror, um, the mirror doesn't judge us. It just reflects us. We judge what we see in the mirror, right? I think that's point one. And little Wayne, you know, said it best in kind of a, like a late afternoon weed filled recording session. And you basically say, you know, hey, I'm looking in the mirror the mirror is not judging me. I'm judging what I see in the mirror. So get out there and make something of yourself. Absolutely. I, I think it's really important to take inventory of the people and the personalities that we surround ourselves with. Are they there to enhance your journey? Are they there to pull you down? What value are those people adding in our lives? And like, we talk about growing up and our parents are always like, Hey, those are bad kids. Don't hang out with them. Or you shouldn't hang out with that person. Um, and today, you know, we look at it and the social uh, equity that we have stratifies really fast. And you notice there are people that are enrolled in your journey and there are people who don't really care, but how has that affected you? Because I know, you know, you're kind of a nice guy. You kind of entertain everyone, right? If they reach out, you reach back. And 
people say I'm a fairly nice guy, I'm caring and giving, but that really is a really small circle. It's only my friends and only my family. And for a long time, if the person doesn't bring value, they don't, if they're not in that same parallel journey I'm at, I don't have the time of day for them. Um, how do you process that? You know, I look at it as uh, everything happens for a good reason and everyone in your life um, teaches a lesson and all situations teach you a good lesson. So uh, that's my belief. And, uh, um, I, I, you know, I completely understand what you just said that, you know, uh, you, you're basically saying that you surround yourself with the right people and, uh, you know, uh, being the right environment. So I completely understand that. I totally agree with it very important um uh you know growing up uh when i was uh when i was in china as a teenager you know um i did not surround myself with the best people okay uh, i made mistakes you know when i was a teenager and um uh you know i don't even know how i survived the time <laughs> you know sometimes i look back and you know very fortunate uh, i'm thankful I'm, I'm grateful that you know i, I made, made it through and but, um, you know, those bad experiences, I can tell you that really made me who I am today as well. Uh, I can't control what kind of environment I was in at the time. I mean, I didn't know better. Um, but at the same time, because of that environment I was in, because of the people that I was surrounding myself with, that still made me who I am. Um, That's so a I really, really great point, right? Because yeah. people think it's this magical thing that you could just manifest. I want to be successful and tomorrow you're magically successful and it doesn't work like that you have to first want it you have to envision yourself as that person that you want to be in life and then you have to actively work towards it right um, and I think that's that's a big lesson that that people don't understand they think you know they try it once try it twice you know hey Sunny, it's not working I'm giving up and a lot of people give up really quickly and a lot of people give up like later in the journey but the ones who actually really make it and get to where they are, they are relentless. They keep on pushing it. They don't take no for an answer and they give it all they have to get to their goals. And those are the people that inspire me. Those are the people that I really see crushing it. Those are the people who I believe are genuinely happy. Right. Yeah. I, I think you're right about that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, my point is, I, you know, we can't really change what happened in the past. And, um, oh, that being said, yeah, it is, um, it is that saying, right? You are exactly at the right place where you need to be. Exactly. Right? Um, don't discount it, embrace your environment, and then figure out where you want to go. Right. Yeah. Don't ever regret about anything that happened in the past. You know, I see a lot of people struggle with that, and uh, that, that's what holds them back. Uh, there's, you know, they're still living in the past, and also they, have a lot of worries about the future, you know, yeah. which both, both scenarios, the past is already gone. It doesn't exist anymore. And the future is not here yet. Yep. We have no clue what's going to happen. Um, so we only use our imaginations to imagine what the future looks like, but 99% of the times we're wrong. The only reality we have is really the now, the present moment. So this present moment right, right now, what we have is real. So I have like two, I have one mentor and he said something uh, before my wedding that was 
quite a bit before my wedding that was really impactful to me. This is a guy named Dale Friday. He's a broker out in Santa Cruz and Pleasure Point on 41st. And uh, he was one of my clients and he was always, you know, he was always, every time I showed up and he's like just a grateful dude, right? He has like the right energy and the right vibes. And, you know, I've gone to a lot of, uh, back then I was consulting in real estate and I've gone into a lot of fancy offices, you know, marble floors, columns, receptionist, layers and layers and layers of suits, Mercedes, things like that. And this is Dale just doing his own thing, a little shop set up on a strip mall, really clean interior. It's just him. When you walk in, there's no gatekeeper and he's just in a VW bus. Right. Um, and he's not wearing designer clothes. He does none of that. It's just Dale. Um, but Dale does really well for himself. He could afford more than what most agents can. And he clearly, uh, does that today. I mean, he has multiple homes, on the beach, he has an airplane, he has more Porsches than I do, and he is just living life. Um, and I respect that about him because him growing up, I'm not gonna really share his story, it's not really mine to tell, but his father died early. So he always was conscious of time and, and the impact he could leave in the world. And he also, him and his wife never had kids, they can't have kids. so. It's just them. And so he's really focused on the present because he's not worrying about tomorrow. He doesn't know what's there. He knows his time is limited. So he's just maximizing the time him and his wife has. But he basically said, you know, Wallace, at the end of the day, if I have enough change, and you have to understand in Pleasure Point in Capitola, there's this uh, pizza spot called Pizza My Heart. And you could go there and you could buy a slice and a slice is, I don't know, a couple bucks. But he basically says, at the end of the day, if I have enough change in my pocket that I could buy a slice, it's a good day. <laughs> Love it. And that has resounded with me forever and up until today. So, you know, wealth isn't going to make you happy. Having recognition is not going to make you happy. You really just need to decide, wake up one day, I'm going to be happy. Um, the other person that you met, uh, at one of our lunches is a guy named James Beltran. He works over, um, at, at, uh, at, uh, Waymo automated cars, but you know, this guy had a condition with his heart where it would calcify and they didn't expect him to live past 12. And, you know, at lunch, he was saying, I always plan for the future but I live for today and the guy's turning 50, um, no signs of slowing down better than ever. And I think those are, those are mentalities that one should have because we often play the blame game. We often play the victim. We often believe the world is against us, but there are people who are dealt worse hands than all of us and have come out shiny side up. So, why can't you do it too, Sonny? Or why can't everyone else do it? And why can't I do it, right? Exactly. Um, mindset is, is such a critical part of, of self-improvement. And that exactly, that's exactly why I believe that, you know, the success these people enjoy today is due to the uh, importance of self-improvement. 
if so they I didn't improve themselves, you yep. know, they wouldn't be where they are today. So, so I want to shift that focus rather than talking about others and how come people, some people aren't improving and some people are, I want to focus on you and potentially me, but what have you done that has improved yourself? Tell me some of the methods and some of the ways. So um, first thing first, you know, uh, is I would say it started with the realization of uh, the importance of self-improvement. Uh, so as I mentioned- one, right? You have to decide one day, I want to improve. I want to get better. Because if you don't do that and you're just going through the actions, there's no intent. Exactly. I wasn't, you know, like I said in the beginning that, you know, I was always big on improving myself, right? But I didn't know the whys. I didn't know why I was doing it uh, and for the wrong purpose. or well, not the wrong purpose at the time. It was the right purpose at the time for me, okay? But no longer is now. Um, so step so, one, have intent, the realization that you want to improve. Second, find your why. It doesn't have to be the right why, but there has to be a reason behind it. Right, exactly. So uh, once I realized that uh, um, I was unconsciously improving myself, Versus now that I have decided to consciously improve myself. It made a huge difference. What steps did you take to improve yourself? Uh, the, the first step will be self-awareness. Okay. That is huge. Uh, I wasn't aware of myself. You know, that's the conscious part. You know, that is the unconscious part. You know, I have become more conscious about myself who I am, what I want, you know, what drives me, what motivates me, what makes me feel good, uh, what kind of impact I am doing uh, in this world, myself and the ones around me and the rest of the world. Uh, and these are all from self-awareness. And huge, this is huge. This is a whole nother topic we can discuss another time. I want, I want to be granular. So I decided I want to get better. I want to improve my life. I want to improve myself. And I want to do it because I want to take care of those around me. Now what do I do? Right? I am self-aware, right? And there's, there's primarily two, two aspects of self-improvement, right? Physical and spiritual, right? And both lead to mindset or both are, have a foundation mindset. But I want to deep dive into what you did to elevate yourself in that process. You know, I'm talking about some people attend seminars, some people read books, some people go to the gym, some people shop for a whole new wardrobe, some people just jump into new relationships, some people shed friends, add new friends. What did you do to get to where you are today? Yeah, um, you know, a couple important things I will point out. There's a lot of things, you know, but uh, I will say the main thing was, you know, um, I started learning about, uh, you know, as you know, I don't read that much, but I started reading a little more, <laughs> you know, not going to lie, you know, um, and uh, I started watching videos online, you know, researching um, science, spirituality, um, self-improvement, all these topics, right? I started making connections, you know, um, and uh, connecting the dots, you know, um, and um, 
becoming more aware of myself, um, paying more, meaning paying more attention uh, within, not just the outer world, but the inner world. I start paying attention to what I call the fear, okay? Um, feelings, my own feelings, emotions, actions, reactions, thoughts, and words, all of these. I'm starting to pay more attention to that. Uh, and then I start asking myself, why did I think that way? Why did I react that way? Why did I act that way? Why did I say this? Why did I do that? Um, I started going deeper and deeper, you know, asking myself those questions, the whys, and start starting to start to figure it out, um, you know, coming up with the answer to these questions. Okay. I got to know myself a lot better. I guess that's where self-awareness comes in, right? So once I become a more self-aware, I start seeing my own problems, my own issues. Now, we all know as a problem solvers, we have to first identify the problem. We have to recognize there is the problem. There is a problem before we can even start tackling the problems. So my first step was to recognize that there are problems, be truthful to myself, to realize that there's still problems that I need to work on. Um, so then I start, you know, paying more attention to these problems, you know, uh, start tackling, you know, strategically tackling these problems. I don't know if that answered your question. Um... I mean, you're talking really broad strokes. Can you give me like one example? Um, like there's, tell me a problem you want to solve or someplace you wanted to get better at and then tell me how you set about to improve that area of your life. Okay, so uh, for example, um, I've been tackling this, this problem, you know, for a long time now, you know, I'm getting the hang of it. Uh, I, uh, the problem. the problem is anger, you know, well, I think in relationship to reaction. Okay. Um, like, you know, um, sometimes I would, anger or would you call it rage? I'm sorry. Would you call it anger or would you call it rage? Because anger is something that a lot of people experience. Something frustrates us, pokes at us, hits us the wrong way. We get irritated, and if we get a little bit more irritated, it's called angry, but we can still consciously think through it. And then there's rage, which is just blind rage. When you're in the moment of it, you can't control it. You're just, you're just like, it's overtaking you as a person. Yep. So, well, it starts with anger, right? And then, you know, rage. It can, it can lead to rage sometimes, right? Um, and, uh, I can tell you, uh, this problem I've always had for, since I was a child, probably <laughs> since I was young, uh, for whatever reason that, you know, uh, I, I won't get into detail because this is, uh, again, you know, this takes too much time and too complex. Uh, but I, 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 the problem is rage, right? So you don't like it when it comes out and you don't like the, the environment or the impact that it creates. Right. So how are you consciously uh, addressing it and how are you changing it and where are you at now? So, again, the first step was to recognize 
this there is a problem. Okay. I wasn't always aware of this, right? Um, I just went with it before naturally, you know, just whenever I needed, I, I was triggered, uh, re, you know, I would react. And then that, that led to anger and rage, right? Uh, I didn't see that before. I started paying more attention to it, uh, being, becoming more aware of this, right? I see that there's certain, you know, situations or people that would trigger this problem. Uh, I see a pattern, right? So um, and, and once I saw the pattern, you know, once I saw there was a problem and then I saw a pattern, I've been tackling it, okay? And I've been more aware of what triggers me, why, you know, I'm finding out the root problems of this, okay? How did the star, what caused this, okay? And what are the possible problems, you know, uh, you know that can cause this particular problem? So, um, so again, you know, the awareness, okay. And, uh, now, and also acceptance, right. I accept that, you know, there, you know, I have this issue I need to work on. Okay. So where I am today is that I'm fully aware. Okay. Well, I won't say hundred percent. Okay. But I'm very aware of this, um, uh, when it's triggered, how it's triggered, you know, and uh, potentially how I can fix this. And so now it, I'm at the stage is practicing, okay? So um, for example, how do I practice, right? So I know, okay, I am about to be triggered. So I'm now I'm aware, okay, my, where my emotion is, okay? What I'm, I'm, I'm about to do, typically. So then I would try now to delay, delay my reaction, okay? Um, and, uh, because I believe that once we delay it, you know, uh, a lot of times problems actually goes away. Well, you know, that anger, you know, doesn't get triggered right away. I actually will disagree with you on that, but, um, you know, when you're dealing with emotions and other problems, I think, I believe it's really important to communicate. Otherwise you're sweeping it under a rug. Or the better analogy is you're just bottling it up. And at some point you can't bottle it up anymore and your rug's not gonna cover everything. And when that comes out, it's not gonna be great. So I believe in addressing things head on, uh, stirring up conflict in order to prevent a bigger conflict. But that being said, you know, I don't have rage issues. I don't really get angry. I don't, I mean, you've known me forever. I mean, how many times have you seen me angry? Yeah, no, no. Oh, I get it. So the communication is definitely key. So you have to communicate. So what I was saying is to delay to the point that, you know, your anger, you know, you're calm down. You're more, you know, at a calm, you know, mindset, you know, because when you address right away, there's, there's no, no way I can address it at the time because then I would just go from anger to rage. So I have to give it some time to calm myself down, you know, buy some time. And then I address it with, you know, the person, you know, I, you know, I have an issue with or whatever. So, so, so yeah. So you got to mindfully slow down because all yes, of a sudden yeah. you know, you're don't react, right? Yeah. Don't you're, react right away. You're self-aware and you're self-conscious, right? You, you recognized the stages of the process and you're yeah. actively disrupting 
disrupting the flow to get the outcome that right. you actually want. Exactly. Exactly. So, so you're right. So, so that's why I, I you know, I mentioned that awareness is so important, right? Uh, I, I have to be aware throughout this whole process from the beginning to the end. Okay. And then, you know, I can, I can, you know, um, work on it continuously. So, so, um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm still working on it. Uh, and also I, I identify, you know, the problem is that, you know, Hey, again, it's always the ego problem. <laughs> so, um, ego gets triggered and then ego wants to react. Now I'm not bashing ego because ego has very important role in our lives. You know, ego keeps us alive. Ego reacts. That's his job to react. So we can determine if we need to fight or flight. <laughs> okay. So it's very important, a uh, piece of us. Um, so I'm not here to say that, you know, you completely need to get rid of the ego, but we need to be aware of it and contain it, right? So do you, um, I'm going to use like a cells metric with you. Um, and there's a cell metrics of, uh, called KPIs. But in this series, how do you know that you're improving, right? Are you, are there less instances of rage or uh, do you find yourself slowing down? How do you know that you're actually improving? Again, awareness. <laughs> so I am aware from the beginning to the end, you know, uh, and to the, the pro progress I'm making. So I can see that, you know, I am less, well, I'm, uh, I'm delaying my reaction time from, it used to be instantly reacting, uh, reacting to the situation to, you know, uh, in the beginning it was just a few seconds and then maybe minutes, you know, a couple minutes. And then now it's like, you know, a lot longer, right? So the, I, I noticed that the longer I delay it, you know, the more time I can buy for myself to come down and you know, start thinking logically, you know, uh, and, uh, and my ego goes away, you know, gradually. <laughs> so, um, so I'm right now in the, in, the, in the process of buying time, like practicing how to buy time, delay it longer and longer. Uh, I mean, I guess tolerance is the first thing that I need to, I need to learn, right? Patience and tolerance. Um, so, so that's helping me a lot, you know, and, uh, so really how I measure is basically look right. at the time, how long I can right. delay. Yeah. It really works for you. So what Sonny does is he identifies a problem and then he creates a roadmap and a process that you could build an architect on. And then he also understands the goal or where he wants to go, go. So in this instance, what is your goal to just never rage again or to bottle it up and get to anger and not let it go to rage? What's the end goal there? The end goal uh, is to not become um, angry. Not turn into okay. the Hulk? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not, so uh, the, the end goal is, you know, uh, to become more peaceful and uh, better uh, deal with situations like this and people that, that tend to trigger me you know, again, I'm not blaming them for triggering me because I thank them for triggering me because then I know my problem. So, so I'm working on these triggers, you know, so I won't be triggered in the future. A but great again, perspective. I have to communicate, work on, you know, the relationships, you know, the people that I care about, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, I think you, I mean, you clearly, we're two different people. We have two very different ways of approaching this. 
Um, I mean, I think you're just more calculated, you're more methodical in your approach. I'm more, I'm, I'm off or on, right? If I want something, then I'm there. Um, if I don't want something, I'm not there, right? It's in my world, things are very binary, right? Um, if I want to stop drinking coffee, I don't need a 12 step plan. I just won't drink coffee, right? If I, if I want to get fit, you know, I'm not ramping up. I'm just going at it, getting a personal trainer and just hitting the weights and running on the treadmill and just getting it done. Right. If I wanted to say dress better, I'm not looking at little pieces here and there. I'm going out and just buying a whole new capsule wardrobe. Um, and also, you know, that, that mentality comes from, uh, comes from a mentality of having resources and having bandwidth because I get it. There's a lot of people who tell me, you know, Wallace, I just can't do that because if I fail, I don't know, like I, I can't recover from that. But in my life, I learned it's really difficult to fail. Like it is, it is almost impossible to fail. The only time you really fail is when you die because there's no coming back from that. But you could fail in relationships. You could fail with jobs and careers and endeavors, and you're learning new things along the way. You know, if my company fails and I had to start over, I could still start over and I could build it better and faster than I did the first time. So that really, the most difficult change I have in self-improvement, and I do this a lot with my team and those around me, is changing people from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, to teaching them that there is abundance and there is more and failure is just the start. In fact, you want to fail because if you don't fail, you can't grow. And the other thing I tell people is people are always reaching for things that they want. I want to become an entrepreneur. I want to become wealthy. I want to become famous. I wish I had a job in this scenario or I wish I could do that or I want to travel more. And then there are people who just do it. You want to become an entrepreneur? You want to launch a company? We could do that this afternoon. You want to become wealthy? We're probably not going to be wealthy right away, but I could tell you to think about how a wealthy person thinks and the next decisions you're going to make. And eventually that will get you to where you want to be. But there's like Seth Godin says, if you want to ride a bike, don't read a book or don't watch a video on how to ride a bike get on a bike and start riding a bike. When are you going to show up? And when are you going to do the work? Right. Absolutely. So, um, so I know our time is coming up uh, for this episode. I wanted to lastly mention something that is very important. Uh, I believe uh, this is, this kind of demonstrates, you know, why self-improvement is so important. Uh, it's my personal opinion. Uh, again, you know, my limited perception. I just want to share it with people. And at this time, I believe, um, you know, we're all going through it, you know, either you like it or not. Um, we all know that the most recent event that's happened on the uh, 6th of January, uh, the riot at uh, the Capitol Hill, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so I wanted to quickly point out, you know, this is, uh, this is why self-improvement is so important. Now, one person, okay, 
Uh, I believe, you know, I, I don't, I'm, I don't follow politics. You know, I don't, I don't want to say who's right and wrong. I don't really know. I don't really know who's right or wrong. Okay. I don't know that. I haven't done enough research to do that. Okay. But, uh, you know, these days, you know, there's so much fake news and, uh, you can't really trust anything. Uh, what people say, you know, um, you know, even what you see. Right. So, but, uh, what I only, uh, the only thing I can rely on is, uh, my own eyes. Right. Um, when I hear things uh, with my own ears, my own eyes, I can tell you that, you know, we have a president that, uh, uh, you know, that's that's that has a lot of ego. Uh, and, um, you know, I don't know, you know, uh, you know, all the news stuff that I talk about is right or wrong. You know, I'm not going to say that. Uh, but my own eyes, I can I can, you know, uh, judge from my own eyes that, you know, uh, he does have a lot of ego. Um, and his ego has triggered a lot of other people's egos as well. Um, and what happened at the Capitol Hill the other day, you know, um, I don't think it was the right thing. Um, and I believe that, you know, if we all only, we all focus on self-improvement, you know, basically improving ourselves instead of uh, trying to change others, I don't, I think it will be a better, you know, uh, we'll, we'll be, um, living in a better world. Um, and one person's uh, influence can impact the entire world. You know, currently it's the entire country. I don't know where this is going, but, um, and this person, if he focused, he focused on, you know, self-improvement, I believe this event would not ever happen. Um, so, so that's, that's one thing I will, you know, I will say today is that Focus on self-improvement, you know, uh, because your growth is not only important to yourself, but the people around you. And really, at the end of the day, the world, the entire world. Okay, so we're all connected. We're all interrelated, um, whether you are conscious about it or not. So let's be responsible and take our own responsibility because our words, actions, or thoughts, um, it's very important to the world. And we need to take responsibility for our own actions, so. So I think a couple of things, I mean, here in America, I'm not gonna get into politics and I won't. I don't really care if you're left or right. Um, if you endorse 45 or 46, I really don't give a shit. Um, we're here to take care of our own selves and make sure that we provide for those around us. I believe that is what we're set forth here for. Um, but that said, you know, there is difference between privilege and entitlement and I don't surround myself with, there's a lot of privileged people around me. And there's a lot of people that argue that both you and I are very privileged, but I think there's a thin line between privilege and entitlement. And I don't surround myself with people who feel entitled. Um, I'm always paying it forward. I'm always uplifting others. I think that is the purpose and mission of life. But before we end, I want to say just having this conversation and just having the option to work on oneself and to be uh, in a position to you know, take on self-improvement, that's a privileged position to be in. Most people in the world don't have that choice, Sonny. They're born into the scenario they're in. Uh, there are uh, still countries where the caste system is still very much in place, meaning if you were born in a lower social economic tier, that is where you are your whole life. There is no advancement. There's no ability there to move 
in an upward transition. And being in, of all places, Japan has really kind of gotten close to my heart because when I was in Japan, I felt like everyone felt like they had a purpose. If your family ran an udon restaurant, it was your job to refine that and make that the best udon ever. The difference between that and here is a lot of immigrant parents, they open up like house cleaning businesses or restaurants and they work their butts off so their children don't have to clean homes or they don't have to work in the restaurant. Whereas in Japan, they embrace it. If I'm gonna clean, if I'm gonna clean homes, I'm gonna be the best at it. If I'm gonna open a restaurant or if I'm gonna inherit a restaurant, then I'm gonna turn it into the best restaurant in Japan. And I think that is a mentality that is endearing to me. I think that's something that inspires and motivates me. And self-improvement at the end of the day is a choice. And we are all privileged to be in a position to make that choice. So if you're listening to this podcast, you already know what to do. Choose the right things, improve your life, change the lives of those around you, and make the world a better place. Thank you for listening. Hit the subscribe button, put in a comment, and I'm going to let Sonny get the last word in. Yeah. Wrap up. <laughs> Sorry, just uh, one last word, you know. Um, uh, you know, because you mentioned the caste system, and uh, uh, I, can, I can actually show you another example that, you know, like you said, it is a choice um, that we self-improve. Um, even in, you know, areas, even in countries or places that they have a caste system, you know, they, they didn't have the privilege um, to begin with. They didn't have the resources to begin with. Um, I can tell you, you know, a place like India that, that probably invented it, <laughs> the caste system, uh, the people that, you know, I've, uh, I've uh, seen a lot of uh, uh, spiritual and gurus and yogis, you know, that they grew, out, grew up with nothing, uh, had no privilege for anything. And they're the happiest people alive, <laughs> okay? Um, that tells you that everything, anything is possible. You can still be happy even without money, wealth, resources, anything, okay? Um, and you can achieve happiness, which is the ultimate goal for every, everyone, okay? It's, it's happiness. It's not anything else. Happiness, right? But um, these people have a joyful life without uh, acquiring any things, material, um, money, you know, house, cars, you know, and um, even with a um, lack of a resource. So don't give up yet. You know, uh, if you are that, that, you know, start, you know, if you grew up in that environment, don't give up, you know, make that choice to continue, improve yourself and uh, to, uh, to have a, eventually achieve, you know, your, your ultimate goal, which is to be happy in life. That's it. All right, people go out there, make a difference. Peace out. All right. See ya.